On this episode of Top Gear, Dolan shits his pants. Hey guys, it's Wham. God, my head. <laughs> uh, hey everybody, welcome to Wham. Uh, oh, episode, what is, what is, is it episode? nine? Nine, is it episode eight? nine? I think, episode, I think we're episode nine. It is episode nine. Oh my gosh, double yeah. digits. Stop. <laughs> Did I make that joke last time? Yes. <laughs> I forgot. Um, so this week we watched Nacho Libre. Yeah, Nacho Libre. 2006, I think it came out. It was, released mm-hmm. it was around that era. That, yeah, it was really good. Um, I liked it a lot. I think a sleeper, honestly. Because initially, like when it released all crit for critic reviews, it got like about a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes with 166 <laughs> reviews. <laughs> was it really that low? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It wasn't good. Um it was produced by Nickelodeon and Paramount. Um I felt like a Nickelodeon movie. I was wondering yeah. if it was. Um Jack Black was also a producer on it, which was pretty cool. That is cool. I, I can see that a little bit. Um I it feels like his style of comedy, but only at points. Yeah, it's definitely I think it does a comedy well and it doesn't kind of like bury it at all. Mm-hmm. But the the reason I Jack Black was a producer is because he loved Napoleon Dynamite so much and the director, um whatever, his last name is Hess. So um yeah. Jack it, Black wanted to work with Hess really bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Jesse Hess? Uh I've, that might be it. Yeah. I, it, I'm not it's gonna... a J. Yeah. But um Either way, Jack Black wanted to work with Hess because of Napoleon Dynamite, so they started mm-hmm. to kind of like throw something together and then came up with this. And Jack Black was really concerned about portraying a Hispanic character. And he was like, no, 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 don't worry. It's a white guy. And he's like, whew, good. Well, he, yeah, he is half white. Yeah, isn't it just like in on the wiki page, it's just, it's just like it says um, – like Jack Black is abandoned by his family when because they were killed when he was a baby and like I don't I never got that part. <laughs> oh well, it was a uh, he was hitting on um he was hitting on the new nun and he pulls out a photo of his family from his uh from his shirt and he's like, "This is my very white dad, and this is my Mexican mother, and they were lovely." And she's like, "Aw," and then he says, "Then they died," and he shoves it back in his shirt really slowly. Yeah, I would too. Um, his his Hispanic accent is very like bad Mario sometimes. It's really funny. It's um, good. It's it's so good. I think it's totally work like perfect for the character. But this movie also spawned one thing, and I'll give you two chances to guess what it is. <gasps> spawned? Yeah. Um. What? What's? Can I have like a genre to think it, about? Okay. So because of this movie. Yeah. Nacho Libre expanded in a new direction. The did, new this, did this cause Tropic Thunder? So, that's not a new medium. Oh, new medium. More? WWE? More Nacho Libre invented WWE. So, they made a Nintendo DS game. That was based around Nacho Libre after this movie released. After oh. it got a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, that, that usually around this time there was the big fad of like when you make a movie, it comes with a game. Just yeah, there so were that a lot you of can sell games. both. Yeah, but um, 
So, I mean, now we can just get into the movie. I guess we should probably start there. I want to know what the video game's like. What the hell? Too bad. You can look it up later on our second podcast, DS Wham. <laughs> you know? Anyway. DS Wham. Um, yeah, DS Wham. Um, so, why don't you start us off? Like, how does walk us through the start of the movie? Okay. The start of the movie, we're still seeing the credits go by, but we very quickly learn about uh, a little bit about our character. We see a young Nacho sort of stealing stuff from his um, orphanage that he's at, and he puts on his own um, wrestling costume. Uh, you see him sort of messing around. I don't necessarily remember what he hits or what he gets attacked with. He's laying like a graveyard, and then they hit, oh, they hit him with blankets. Oh yeah, um, the the nuns find him. They clean him up. They get pissed at him, and then he gets sent back into the orphanage. That's a quick like one minute, maybe two minute scene, and then right after that, we see that he's still at this orphanage. He's like, he's in the 20, kitchen. Yeah, he's like twenty seven years old. He still sleeps with the orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, or well, at least he still hangs out with them. Over. Yeah, they're his and, friends. Yeah. Um. But now he is a cook for the uh, orphanage that he was raised at. And we learn very quickly that it's not a great orphanage. He doesn't have any money given there. His biggest problem is that he has no money um, to feed the children because there's just so little funding. It's not that, yeah, it's not that they're like bad people. They just have no money. They're very poor. Well, um, a lot of the church is bad people for conflict purposes. I mean, maybe, but it was um, it it was an orphanage run by monks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ass- I mean, I'm assuming they were Catholic. Yeah, I, I, it, what monks are. That whole scene in the movie, how we started out with mm-hmm. uh, Nacho stealing everything, and then just um, like you know, playing around with a wrestler like in the graveyard, just like pretending to fight people. Yeah. Um, it it immediately shows us like who this character is and his upbringing and everything, where it's him in the. It's just this little boy in the orphanage with no friends playing by himself where he just wants to be a wrestler. Um, and then he's like punished for it and stuck in this kitchen. And then it flashes back into that kitchen, like we said, and he's still there. And that's where he's been since. Mm-hmm. And I think through this movie, like um, so Ignacio, like Jack Black is goofy through this whole movie. He never drops the act. And like, that's just how the character is. Well, OK, mm-hmm. there's. I don't know if it's dropping the act, but there are times when he is supposed to be portrayed as really angry and like taken aback that the absent completely goes away. Um, my favorite part is when some, some uh, side character that him says, I hate orphans. And you just hear Jack Black in his perfect Jack Black voice say, what did you say? Yeah, he just he does. He does just speak every once in a while. But yeah, it is Jack Black. It's OK. Yeah. But um. Like, as silly and goofy and, you know, immature as Ignacio is, he, at his core, you know, at his um at his center, he is just, like, a little orphan boy at that mm-hmm. orphanage. Because mm-hmm. he's lived there his entire life. I mean, he acts mm-hmm. giddy and, like, a schoolboy with a crush later on, like, staring at her and, like, pouring the food wrong and, like, <laughs> literally like a child. um Because he was raised at this place and sheltered him from, like, so many other things in what I'm sure is a small town, too. And like his friends are the children. He's just a big child. And it's really good, though. It works for this movie Um, and the scenes, putting them later on in the same red cape when he leaves the monastery that we'll Mm -hmm. get to. It just only like kind of hammers that in even more. Yeah, I will say that's probably what Jack Black does best. If you 
are going to have him in a movie, have him be a man child. Yeah, he's a really good man child, but he's a believable emotional man child. Mm hmm. And that's what we love. Yeah. Uh. OK, what what is next in the plot? Well, I guess what happens next is the uh, our love interest is brought in. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? I don't She The nun. We're calling her the nun. Yeah, whatever. I know one person's name, and it's Nacho. Nacho! Um, (laughs) So, yeah, there's this lady nun that Nacho's into. um, And then, God, what is it? Does he... Oh, yeah. He, so... He likes this nun. He like gives her pieces of bread and stuff. We just kind of mm-hmm. see the start like budding of their relationship where she doesn't yeah. really reciprocate a lot of it, but she's kind of like she chuckles and kind of like smiles back at him like she thinks he's cute kind of thing. Yeah. But we never hear a lot from her. Um and then we continue on. Nacho's there, he's serving breakfast to the orphans. But the night before, when he rode out to get chips from the city for the orphans, he got he attacked. Yeah, he was jumped by a homeless, scrawny man um, who's deceivingly smart, which is really weird. But <laughs> it's like thrown in at random times. Um, and so Ignacio doesn't have any chips or spices or whatever. And um, the other monks at the orphanage are like, what the fuck is this? Um, this is gross. It has no flavor and no chips. And, yeah. and then everyone's complaining, and the old guy's like, guys, shut up. This is what God gave us for lunch today. And they're like, okay. Yeah, the we that's like the biggest idea, or the biggest part where we're split, explicitly told, hey, we don't got shit. We need money. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier, around the time that we see him buying these things, we had saw uh, Ignacio shopping around town, and he sees... Uh, the very popular wrestler um, in his town uh, with a woman by him by his side um, and a ton of crowds of people around him just like idolizing him and that's sort of putting an idea in his head of like well that's how you get famous you gotta be a wrestler Um, Yeah, yeah and then god what happens a little bit through it I'm gonna be honest okay the i <laughs> it's it's been about a day since i've seen this movie and right after i watched this i went and watched portrait of a lady on fire which um is like known as like one of the only films from the 21st century to have like gone huge accolades in like awards and shit um and the entire time I was watching that, I was trying my hardest to make sure that I remember everything of Nacho Libre I could, because that's a lot more important, obviously. Um, and the only thing I could remember was the fact that every time that Nacho Libre jumps, it plays the exact same fart <laughs> reverb sound effect. It's so bad. Dude. It's low quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's not so even. Good. My favorite part is that I feel as if it wasn't planned until they were in post-production because there's no real fart joke. There's no fart joke that's like planned in the script, it seems. No. Well, there's one. What? Wait, wait, what is it? Nacho is in a bathroom. They lost their first fight. He says, that was amazing. I can feel something in me, something I've never felt before. And then he he, he does a little, and then you hear a... In the toilet, <laughs> he does a poopy joke. 
believe things that I've never felt before. Forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What were they thinking? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, yeah. So later on, um, he, Ignacio goes into the village. He sees Ramses, that uh, like top wrestler, this kind of gold guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the orphans, you know, they want a signature and everything from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is kind of later on in the movie a little bit, but uh, the orphans want a signature from him, and he essentially is like, nah, and turns around. Ignacio's like, bro, taps him on the shoulder, and he's like, come on, they're orphans. You're the best. Let's go. And he fucking, he, like, yucks he him. He bitch smacks him. Uh, yeah, into a fucking, like, a cart. Um, And the orphan's like, <gasps> what? Uh, back to the beginning of the movie. So, uh, yeah. I think right after this, we get to the. Uh, I'm. I might be missing some things, but we think we see Ignacio start to get a light bulb idea. He's like, "Okay, I'm starting to think of what I can do." And his first thought is, "I'm gonna go back to where I got robbed, and I'm gonna throw some chips out there." And when the scrawny dude comes back, like he's like a stray cat to eat it, they haven't I'm gone gonna... to the part where he leaves the monastery yet. <laughs> Oh, well, no. Okay. He left. He said yeah. he left the monastery and he'd come back once he has money right after um, people yeah, right said that his food was shit. About the food. Yeah. Yeah. Because then right after that, they were all complaining and he's like, well, I'm not meant for it. Let's, um, let's restart from there. So we don't go in like a circle a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, just go, just say like, uh, okay. whatever, like after they, they complain about yeah. the food, then yeah. go into that. Okay. Okay, so the plot or the timeline is right after they're all complaining about the food, right as everybody's saying, this is like the worst thing I've ever had. Ignacio has this really heartfelt speech where he's like, well, maybe I wasn't meant to do this. Maybe there were better things for me. <laughs> Whatever, Dad. I don't care. And then he, and he runs out and he's, and he's sad. And um, the, the little kid asks when he'll be back, doesn't he? Because there's yeah, a little he's, kid. He's like, aren't you coming back? It's a, it's like a small, like, kind of fat kid. Cha-cha. Um, yeah. Um, who, like, mirrors uh, Ignacio when he was a little kid. Um, it, it, it might even be, like, it's not the same actor, but it's it's yeah. really similar. It's Nacho um, and Cha-cha. Let's be honest here. Le- it, that's really the movie we're looking for. That's, that's the <laughs> sequel. But, um, Chacho Libre? Yeah, that's the you're excited. It's good. Um, <laughs> but my favorite part about that scene or Nacho leaving the church is, um, it pans to the, it just, it's a still shot of this one kid, and you just see <laughs> the like path of where Tear had fallen down his face, and he's just oh, looking yeah. away. And it's so funny because there's no, there's no lines, there's nothing. Uh. It's just music, and just like, no, <laughs> the shots in this are great. Oh, they were really good. Like I mean, the, the editing was really snappy and yeah. quick when it needed to be. I think, and it would, yeah. I think one of the best things about it is, first of all, the set design looks phenomenal, especially the church. The church yeah. from afar, when you look at it, it has such a height to it. It's really well designed, and it's on these beautiful hills, and it mm-hmm. just makes every shot look interesting. It was filmed on location, like um, in Mexico, like uh, like the very like more southern part of Mexico on mm. uh, the outside when it starts to curve back in to meet South America. It was right there. It starts with on a the Q. Tail. I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't write it down, but. <laughs> ah they filmed it in queso yeah Mm, exactly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so nacho leaves and um 
then he gets jumped by this guy and he's like bro wait 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 listen what well, no he we... doesn't get jumped or no 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 yeah you're right he catches him because he leaves out like cashews <laughs> it's the same guy who jumped him so he just throws out some chips and then he starts he jumps down from the sky like a stray cat he starts yap, 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 yap. <laughs> and then Naso just runs at him and i think that's the first fart joke isn't it yeah i think so <laughs> it's oh god this movie is like i don't know nacho is like he's stupid he's really stupid what do you sometimes mean? he's a little too stupid but it's also a comedy and he kind of needs to be yeah i mean i i this is definitely napoleon dynamite-esque and i didn't even realize that it was the same director but it makes a lot of sense now yeah it's it's um what even is that kind of stupid it's oh this 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 is the best way to put it it's stupid the same way that like a slow internet connection is stupid you know what i mean no well i'm thinking (laughs) i'm thinking like when i think about these characters every time i think they're thinking of something i can see the little internet explorer wheel turning in their head see them buffering yes (laughs) yeah um so uh he yeah ignacio uh lures him out with cashews on the floor and then jumps him and he almost gets away and he's like hey wait don't you want to stop being like on the bottom are you tired of being kicked down i know i am and he's like oh my god and then they end up uh teaming up and they're immediately like buddies and they're cool yeah and they're um, wrestling too yeah and they go to an amateur wrestling match well wait 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 my favorite what? bit's right in between that hmm. my favorite bit is when they're doing their training montage and I'm sure there was almost no plan for what the training montage would be going into it because none of this shit is anything related to training. Ooh, it- yeah, that yeah. <laughs> it was like shooting a bow and arrow, like at him, yeah. and like um, and, that's the one I remember. And throwing like, a beehive at each other. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> There's um, none of it was related to getting buff. It's it really was important. Just, it builds character. <laughs> The arrow one really got me because there's just no advantage. It's just funny. It's just good. <laughs> yeah, and then we see them enter into their first competition. Um, this was a tag team match. The first one wasn't as recognizable as the rest of them. What are. was the first fight? Who was it? Mm. Was it anybody or was it just like a guy? I feel like it was just guys. No, they, this was when they were still doing tag team matches. So it would have been two dudes, but I don't think they were necessarily anything special. Uh, yeah. There's one that stands out, one of the two tag team groups. Are you talking um, about the furries? That's the trait you first go to? Yeah. Not that they're like rabid animal midget people? No, they're furries. They prefer um, small creatures. <laughs> Rodents. Hey, now that is a slur to them. I, I, say that. I won't say that. I won't say Jesus. that. You're gonna get killed uh, <laughs> if you call him a rodent. What are you thinking? <laughs> but oh. Nacho has his first um, his first debut fight. You know, they're just in like sweatpants and gear and stuff like that. Nothing special. They, um, he was doing really good too until he started mm-hmm. celebrating. Yeah, he started getting cocky, ripped his shirt out, uh, the crowd was all screaming his name, and then they got whooped, and they're in the like locker room afterwards, they're really mm-hmm. sad about winning, Nacho makes a poopy joke, 
And then um, the other guy comes back and he gives them money and they're like, what the fuck? And the guy, I this, he was sounded like such a good guy. He's like, we all get a piece. And I'm like, oh, man, what, what, what a guy. <laughs> is, um, this, is this the same old guy that we just see throughout the film that's always just free acting to whatever fight they're in? He like never misses a match. No, it does actually change throughout the movie. Sadly. Different old people? I was hoping it was the same guy. It different people each time. Oh my god! Why do they all totally look so similar? Venues. Like he they, he gets him a fight, but the fight's in like a nicer place. Well, what if he just like came as a fan instead of like a, uh, a instead owner? of like a whatever he was part of it? Yeah, I think, I'd like I'd like to think that Nacho gave him front seats. It's so weird that we only see like audience reactions from some old guy that looks that he has a beautiful strange face. He's so kind. He is so kind. But um, they get paid for losing the match, and then they realize, holy shit. And so they keep doing it, and um, they keep losing a handful of matches, right? And so Nacho takes his money back, and he gives some to the church, buys them all food. Um, his sidekick he... buys, like, flashy clothes. He also buys really stupid shoes. Hey, those are styling boots, okay? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to change out his robe or nothing, but he gets nice boots. And that's okay. <laughs> um and then once i then nacho is cooking at the like at the place mm-hmm. and he gets caught on fire and he like sprints outside his robes burning away is that and, when he's cooking or is that when he's praying uh or it's when he's praying yeah right. that's uh um, that's, that's a later little on, bit yeah. yeah that's later um, on because he yeah then nacho and him start going through with fights and everything and they can start keep losing and Nacho's just kind of sad that he doesn't really want to lose anymore. He wants to win. Mm-hmm. And I forget, <gasps> isn't the other guy just like kind of like shut the fuck up or like I forget what? No, the other guy, when when um when he says, man, I really want to stop losing. He goes, I know this guy that's like a seance or something. He can get us winning. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> the eagle eggs. The eagle eggs. The seance tells him, hey, I'm going to take you to this mountain if you can climb up it and eat an eagle's egg you gain its powers climb up the mountain <laughs> find the egg break its yoke and you gain the strength of an eagle he he does that and you see him like crack into an eagle egg with a rock and then drink it and he looks really stupid it's kind of chunky and then this is when the best fart joke is and it's the same setup as every other fart joke it's just him jumping and it going and then hey man you don't know comedy okay i don't think you understand <laughs> what the fuck's going on here but that shit was gold okay it was so everyone good laughed. everyone stood so... up and clapped in the theaters whenever that happened they said oh my god this movie really is the best thing ever made this premiered at kane's film festival and it got a 12 minute standing ovation jesus they'll, they'll give anything a standing ovation at kane's yeah i give their sauce their standing ovation or really the bread too you know i don't have you been to canes like canes, the place like in chicken that's what it, that's a that's the bit i i, uh, I want to say thank you to nick for all of your time spent on wham it's so sad that it's your last day i run the thing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so Nacho starts getting all lavish. 
Um, they start buying mm-hmm. things and they want to win. And they get the eagle egg. He slurps it up, does a fart, falls back into the ocean. Um, and now they get back into the fight. He's ready. He's summoning his eagle powers. He's prepared for battle and all. what happens? He loses. What the fuck? <laughs> but what happened? Didn't work. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought that was foolproof. I was really <laughs> thinking it was gonna work. He, he was did he was flapping his wings yeah. and everything. Uh, there is. They have a next plan after that to try to get into um better shape. I'd know their next plan, but before that, with all the money that Ignacio has from uh from wrestling, he gets some nice clothes on, and he's able to convince um. He's able to convince uh, the nun mm-hmm. to go on a date with him, not a date, but just like to hang out with him where the plan is he wants to show off his muscles without being a, like show off his strength without being sinful because wrestling is a sin and he's had to hide his identity for all this yeah. time. It's important. So he plans to have his um his wrestling buddy get some people together uh, to like rob them. So that he can beat them up and appear tough. Yeah, and like win the fight. Uh, what ends up happening, Nick? So Nacho walks out. Um, he does a little good butt squeeze that was like putting all the commercials and everything that's really stapled with this movie. I forgot. Um, yeah. How did you forget that? That's so it's a part of it. No, um, I, I saw the movie. I just forgot about the marketing. But um, also there's an earlier shot where when they're training in that montage where they're sprinting. Um, that's my one con about this movie. It's at specifically it's at twenty one forty six. Um, they're both sprinting straight at the camera. They're racing each other. Um, no one decided to wear a cup that day or even like briefs or anything. Um, is there a dick out? You know, just every everything's bouncing around. Um, wait, both, so, wait, what, what time is that again? It's twenty one forty six. Um, you can go okay. to YouTube. This is free on YouTube, by free the way. On YouTube, twenty one forty six. Yeah. Um, it. You know, they're like they're wearing. I he's wearing sweatpants. I am. Um, I am. I am. Yeah. Are you going to the? Are you going to? Are going I to? think I am. Should I go watch it right now? No, you, you can later. Don't worry. Okay. But um, that that was really my only con about the movie. Just no one, no one decided to to cover that up that day, um, or even just like zoom in a little bit, maybe. But whatever. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was. Really well, he, don't forget, Jack Black was a producer on this. He could have controlled that. Oh, he could have. He chose that. He looked at the final film and he's like, "No, it's good." I fucked up the audio while I was trying to look up uh the instance of uh Jack Black's penis, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. That's what you get for trying to be happy. <laughs> uh, I don't. God, where were we? Um, uh, we Nostro were the date. Is, yeah, the date. Um, so he goes out there. Um, Ignacio sees two men. They're his friends. Kind of taking a while. He sees two random guys, and he's like, "All right, this must be it." They don't really do anything, so he walks over there and provokes them. And then, as he's about to like get in a fight, and the nun's like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, then like the actual friend walks out with like his other homeless buddies, who are just like just random old guys <laughs> who like would never win a fight. Yeah. Um, and Nacho's like, "Huh." And then just turns around and we just see the fist fly into the camera and Nacho mm-hmm. just gets beat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really all that's really done with the love interest until a pretty while until the end. Yeah, there's really not. It's not like a. it's not a plot line, really. It's just kind of a part of the character. More. Yeah. 
Um, and then after this, we have uh, the side character, the Nacho Go. There's only one way we can be pros. And that's if we uh, get a pro manager. Uh, mm. They sneak into this big manager party. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> the other guy does it by just jumping on Nacho Libre and Nacho's expecting him to like pull him over the fence that they jumped. And he just says, you're so fat, man. I cannot do that. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Good luck though. That's the <laughs> he had, yeah. He ends up getting in because he pretends to be mariachi. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's the uh while he's mariachi you do see a little bit of like real jack black come out because there's uh at one point while he's blending in with the mariachi uh he's told to like do a song specifically for what is his name caesar no it's get it wait i'm thinking ramses ramses is the best Jack Black just does a, the average Jack Black song to Ramsey's and Ramsey's just like throws his drink at him. Yeah. And at everyone this... stops. And the, the mariachi band also, they they totally know that he's like not with them and everything. And whenever it comes for like them to sing and they'll request it, the guy at the end, he's like, it's all you. Eugene. And Jack Black's like, what? And he's like, it's all you. And well, like, they, do it. they were doing a favor, but at the end of the day, he's like, hey, I let you in because we're part of the mariachi. But you yeah. also have to deliver for us. Yeah, like good luck. Um, My favorite part of this is while all of this is happening, oh, the really? other guy is being chased by just this really fat girl who's getting him through secret tunnels. Yeah, she's tunneling through the walls. It, there's a one-off joke about it. I guess there's two little sections, but it's one like scene where um they have a small interaction downstairs. Um, after the sidekick walks up and he's like, "I want to go pro." And they laugh at him and he walks away and the girl's like, oh my God, he's hot. And then he gets away, runs upstairs and he's like, how'd you get up here so fast? And she's like, I have secret tunnels. And it just pans over to this like green screen digital ass like tunnel hole in the wall. Is it digital? And then like they have their little like conversation. I forget mm-hmm. really about what. I think it's just like, I like you. And he's like, no. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Um. And then he like leaves or like runes away and then she like she crawls starts like fast crawling like to the hole and like shoves furniture out of it's, the way to get to it. It's so good. That's it's all we very ever obviously speed ramped. And yeah. I love speed ramped comedy so it's much. So good. <laughs> it's uh, it, and I like that they really didn't like harp on it and stuff. Like if you did that that scene now, I really thought about like um the character would be going through and you would definitely be like a two three minute thing or like i can't get my fat ass through this hole whatever they would have to say some like profanity shit like that but all we needed to see yeah. her like crawl towards the thing and like we got the whole joke and we're like haha that's funny and the fact that we didn't see all that more made it like that much better yeah that's um, true these have very short and consistent comedy this this movie has that kind of going for it yeah it doesn't linger on all the jokes a lot like it doesn't treat you like you're stupid like ooh, look at the keys like yeah. um or not not that as much but it, it doesn't treat you like you're stupid and spell out the jokes and plot points as much yeah like even at the beginning of the movie when nacho first gets the idea to be a wrestler to win money um he looks at a poster for a wrestling match and none of the poster is in english at all and um so as the audience, we can't read anything on there, but just from the music and Nacho's face and the camera work, we get the like entire picture and the feeling and the emotion from that scene. Yeah. And it's just done really well in a lot of other places like that throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. 
there's only one joke that I think tries to hold like long amount to it. Hmm. Nacho. You did it better than me. Thank you. Um, so so they're kicked out of this party, both of them. I forgot how the other guy ended up being kicked um, out. They slash his tires. He, they're just kind of he, they're just like, oh, you're with him mm-hmm. because he's like me and my buddy want to go pro. And then later he's like, oh my god, buddy, um, because because the woman is dragging dragging him into the hole. That's why. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. <laughs> She, he's running and she runs out of the hole and grabs his shins and he like falls to the ground and she's dragging him in on the floor and he's like trying to claw away. Secret title! Yeah. Uh, God, shut up. And Blackjack <laughs> runs to the rescue and hits her with a double base. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, And then uh, she's like, whoop, whoop. She's like, whoop, straight back in the hole. Um, Hits sidekick. <laughs> and then they're both dazed and get kicked out. They slash the tires. There's a little threatening with some knife, and uh, sidekick yeah. has some corn, and he throws the corn in the another man's eye. Mm-hmm. He goes ah, and then we're back at the orphanage, just outside the shed where they're parking, like pushing the bike up a hill because the tires are flat. Yeah. Uh. And what? The only thing we really learned from this interaction is specifically that there's one fight that gets you qualified to fight Ramses. It's going to be like an eight v one cage match. Uh. Uh, this Sunday, something like that. And Sunday, just, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, that's just what they have to do. Whoever um, wins this will get to fight Ramses. Like that's the prize. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some stuff in between this. I think is the fire scene right here, or is that later? I think it's right after. Okay. Yeah, we learn that he's not feeding the people because he's too busy doing this. Um, and like people are pissed off at him. He goes into church and he prays and he sets a candle up and he goes. God, but I'm really good at this, and you gave me these powers of wrestling. It's if kind I, of your fault. Yeah, it's kind of your fault, God. You know, if I make a lot of money, I can feed the orphanage, and maybe that's what you wanted from me, God. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I'll be very charitable, and I'll only spend like half of my money on stupid shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and right as this is happening, his robe catches on fire. Yeah. And, and he's he, like, I think you want me to go and be like your um like whatever your religious warrior um as uh that's what you're telling me god and um and he's like if i win this sunday like it's a sign and as he's telling he catches on fire (laughs) and um i like how the old man grabs like a handful of holy water and like tries to throw it on him like it's gonna do anything and he hears a little like of it like going out um and yeah nacho sprints outside he's on fire his robe is burning up uh, he finally drops and rolls, but then by the time he gets up and everyone's outside to see if he's okay, um, it you explodes in his little luchador pants um, under, and sometimes a man just wears stretchy pants alone in his room at night. <laughs> but uh, sadly, it's during the day, outside, <laughs> and not alone. So everyone knows now that he's Nacho Libre. Or well, nobody stupid. knows that he's Nacho uh, Libre. Yeah, very few, in fact, actually do. But um, they know he's weird, and then he leaves again. Yeah, uh, you have him enter into the 8v1, but uh, around this time, he's actually separated from his friend, specifically because um, he's saying that he's doing this for orphans and how he wants to keep doing this. 
I um, hate orphans. I hate all the orphans in the whole world. What did you say? That was it. <laughs> God, the ADR in this movie was so bad in some of the fights. It was so funny. <laughs> it was it. <laughs> It I never only, really noticed. Yeah, it was really bad. It was funny if you really start to watch it. Like, just like the mouth noises or like the, ah, like, it's really <laughs> obviously like, not them. It's like, it's just so good. Um, but yeah, so they have the whole predicament and then Nacho's now exiled again from the orphanage, mm-hmm. like, because of himself. Or no, yeah. because he says he's a wrestler and they're like, wrestling's a sin. And he's like, I'm going to go win money for the orphanage, whatever, blah, 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 and be better than um, all these other greedy guys and then runs mm-hmm. away. To the cage match to hopefully win yeah. and then fight a uh, big man mm-hmm. and uh i mean how how does the cage match doesn't cage, he jerk get his ass beat Isn't that cage match he does he does pretty okay at actually he's getting better and better you see his friend gets kicked out pretty quickly yeah. um you see i think it comes down to just him another guy and obviously when it's without all that chaos the other guy easily wins and that's sort of like a really sad moment for him uh, but he reconnects with his friend a little bit through that, but not completely resolved. Um, uh, what? What specifically happens next? I don't think there's much after this until we get to the final fight. Yeah, really, it's just um, he loses the match. Um, you know, I think he's trying to. I for I forget if he's going back to the orphanage or if he's trying to do something else, but. Um, Oh, um, he's just in the wilderness, like by himself. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. Oh, and yeah. the wilderness happens to be like maybe four or five yards away from the village. But <laughs> um, his sidekick finds him and he's like, how did you find me? Um, and he tells him that like, the man who did win the cage match, um, there was a small predicament in which an unnamed sidekick um, ran over the man's foot or injured him. I think it was his foot or something. It was his um, foot because like an orphan tried to take some of his bread or something he was distracted uh, either way sidekick hurt yeah. him he can't fight ramses anymore so now since he was the runner-up nacho and him are going to be fighting um big boy uh we were right at the final fight after uh he goes through the wilderness i love the wilderness scene that cactus looked tasty i would really love to like i think frying up cactus would be really good i don't mm. i don't know why but i yeah. feel like it would be tasty like char grilling it mm. yeah 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 oh my god but it i, I haven't had dinner has today. a lot of moisture so in hungry. it though yeah so i don't know if i feel like it maybe it'll be gummy it'd be maybe like squash Ooh, dehydrated cactus like cactus chips i could do that oh my god you're making me so hungry you know what i'm saying for cactus anyway. Or cactus, yummy cactus, <laughs> yummy cactus. Um, yeah, for the final fight, was it um, was it a two person match in the final fight, or I, was it a one on one? I mean, it had to be a two person, right? It was two person, but it was Ram. I think it was Ramsey's, and then you had his sidekick helping, but it was mostly um, mostly Ramsey's, mostly mostly Ramsey's versus oh, Nacho. Uh, wasn't it um? Didn't the sidekick like go out of the ring or something? So they were kind of separated. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um, so Nacho was in the ring fighting Ramses, and then Sidekick was out there, you know, doing Sidekick things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, as Nacho's fighting, he's losing pretty bad. I forget what's happening to the Sidekick. He's probably also losing or something. Yeah, um, everybody's getting thrown around. Yeah, and uh, Nacho looks out and he sees the nun walk in with all the orphans there with her in tow. They're watching. Um, yeah, and they're here to watch Nacho, and he's like, "Oh my god." 
and then nacho gets like hit some more of course because like haha funny yeah. um and uh i mean yeah you you can round it out he gains his eagle powers <laughs> He gains his eagle powers right as he sees them. He starts beating the shit out of Ramses. And then as Ramses is running away out of the ring, trying to get away from him, Jack Black goes into eagle flight, Mm -hmm. straight up does a like, like a beautiful dive to get Ramses. Oh my God. It's beautiful. It's really good form. And then he just knocks him out cold mm-hmm. uh it's, it's so good and the it, whole time the music's going and the, the, the score for this film was completely original also um uh, i love that I, one song they do play at the end yeah like his kind of little theme song I like i am i am, am. but um I am, I am. so i mean i mean through this whole movie i the, the music just really fit and everything and the tone was really well and mm-hmm. it just fit for the whole location and everything it just sounded perfect yeah and um it was actually originally it was composed by beck because that's who hess wanted to do it was beck, beck? that's awesome yeah. love that. and then later on paramount because they were one of the production companies for it was like no uh beck doesn't <laughs> match um and so then they moved to Danny Elfman after that. Well, Danny Elfman's also incredible. Well, yeah. But then, um, so Danny yeah. Elfman did it, but they kept some of Beck's work in the movie still um, that Ooh. he did. And in the final film, they put Elfman down as the, whatever, the guy that did the music. Composer. Yeah. Um, what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, upon seeing this, Danny Elfman actually got really mad and he wanted his name to be completely taken out of the credits because what? it just, like wasn't right and he was like what the fuck did not nah, fuck that and so then there was an agreement made where then um they danny elfman and beck were both in the credits as composer like in the final wow. like, whatever what a um, great uh join i know right isn't that cool but they they did so well and you really yeah. couldn't like i i couldn't tell you which was which uh i mean i really couldn't i'd probably say more beck than elfman came to mind because when i think of elfman i'm thinking of the batman uh the Keaton Batman's I'm thinking of Spider-Man. Uh, he has such an iconic uh, way of scoring. Uh, very vibrant. And this isn't super vibrant. It's very low key Ooh. in a way that Beck is. I thought it was a really, really vibrant. And it was a lot more Danny Elfman. Hmm. Okay. I, I, like 70-30 kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, but um, Beck it, is was, they, it was very similar. They, they both yeah. just did really well in the movie either way. The only movie I know Beck did uh composing for was i think scott pilgrim i think i know beck four is almost sounding like back but um <laughs> so jack black wins he knocks ramsey's out cold in that really funny me uh meme that really funny scene um with the eagle thing yeah and um i mean i, I think that's really it you know i mean yeah, jack black gets wins money gets money for the orphanage they uh, get the, the bus like hey you're so cute um yeah yeah that's and then that's it and it's a decent movie you know what movie does this exact same thing but it has like no comedy and also there's mark Wahlberg. what i think it's mark Wahlberg. i think it's called peanut butter falcon i don't know isn't it is that the like sledding one or something like that no it's the one where like i think it's mark Wahlberg has a mentally disabled brother and he really likes to wrestle and he's really shit at wrestling, 
but at his last match, he just starts like twirling the dude above his head for like no apparent reason. And it's supposed to be like a feel good story because he just gets like superpowers out of nowhere and he can just like become an awesome wrestler. Okay. And I've been told by some of the worst people that it's the best movie ever. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this movie, I, first of all, it was really good. I think now it's really received a lot better and thought of a lot better than the reviews were. Um, I'm not sure quite what the audience reviews were, but I know the critic reviews, like we said, were 40%. Yeah. Um, there was there weren't any plans. Jack Black and Hess or and Hess kind of talked about like behind closed doors, um, about a sequel. And Jack Black has gone on the record saying he wants to, but that was way back in two thousand nine. And as of now, still there has been no talk or anything for a Nacho Libre too. Um, let's be honest. Nickelodeon's doing a Good Burger too. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely possible, but I think they're going to, well, I don't know, I because th- they might try to do more live action movies again. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, like since the Barbie movie took off, they might do like, um, I can see, God, what was it? Uh, you know, Hey Arnold or like um, <laughs> uh, Little Rascals. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think Little Rascals. Um, yeah. Nickelodeon is trying to stick with smaller movie budgets. They're doing really good with that, especially since we were talking about how low the budget was on um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How much did this cost? Do you know? Oh, I can look it up. I have the ability. But uh, we can do that. (laughs) We have the budget. Nacho Libre budget was of. Well, it gives me two numbers here. It gives me okay thirty-five million dollars to make this. You know, cheap pretty that's, good yeah actually like with an m yeah okay that's actually not that bad like really really good yeah um that's keep in mind when jack black wasn't what he is now jack yeah, black this was like more. around this was before gulliver's travels you know his breakout role god do you remember that <laughs> yes i remember that movie god that's so we should watch that one next and I'm not, maybe not next but another jack black movie that'd be good i'm down i'm down i'm down um, um yeah for this movie what do you like what do you think it's strong suit is i think strong suit i think is i think as a visual comedy it's really good not as in like um it has a lot of comedy that's delivered visually. It's mostly dialogue based, um, but I think it's very pretty for it being a comedy. Um, yeah. And then I think. I think it has very niche sort of humor that I think uh, is missing nowadays, and that's why people are looking at it fondly, because it's very unique. I agree with that, like, um. A lot of movies now, their their characters or their comedies at least, um, their kind of span of jokes will be so broad because they just kind of want to get into every niche that it's kind of lost in, in the character about like kind of who they are yeah. and in their personality versus this like Nacho kind of, you know, stays in his lane. It's not like he sticks to one joke and one kind of joke. But it's in it's all in the same genre, you know, yeah. like it's all in the same neighborhood and it all works with each other and it makes sense and he doesn't just jump to conclusions with it. Yeah. And we just really need more 
comedies like this because honestly even now comedies are more of just like action movies with jokes thrown in like mm-hmm. they're just um because of how cinematic and blockbustery the industry has gotten comedies mm-hmm. don't seem like they fit into that role almost when you're looking at it like that i think you're right yeah we sort of lost a traditional comedy um this is one of the last movies that really came out that felt like a, a Saturday Night Live movie. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like the sort of feeling you get with maybe Happy Gilmore or Tal- uh, Talladega Nights. I don't know why that's a tongue twister. Yeah, um, I, I know what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, Sloppy Joe. Yeah. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. What other ones are like that? You know, the last episode um i hate snl it's really Sa- not funny. saturday night live isn't funny but they made good movies hot rod hot rod is a saturday night live movie it's not an snl movie it's with it's with a ton of snl people that doesn't mean it's an snl movie the snl movie is either a movie that was expanded from an snl bit or i count it as a movie that just has a lot of snl people okay is there an snl bit about slavery there's several probably to be. <laughs> fans if you can send us a link uh on our uh gmail page in our link tree of a saturday night live bit about slavery i'd love that speaking of uh all our socials and our email all gonna be in our bio above there so if you want to follow us uh send us a message or give us a movie recommendation yeah. you can all do it there <laughs> <laughs> just don't look at who we're following on twitter don't look at the liked <laughs> it's not hidden <laughs> we don't run it we don't that's dr wham don't look it's just please dr wham runs all our socials we don't have any control over what's liked on our pages do you have any last words or should we rate it um no i really don't have anything else i want to say about the movie um overall i'm thinking uh Honestly, I'm thinking of four. Like mm-hmm. this feels just like a really easy movie to just throw on anytime um and kind of jump in. All the comedy works and you don't need a lot of context for the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um the physical comedy is really funny and those sped up shots and everything work and just because of how ridiculous it is, but because it's Jack Black and because the environment it's in, it all completely works and it's not over the top or forced and you don't feel like you're treated like an idiot for watching this movie. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm probably going to give it a four myself. It it's very, I don't, I don't even know what to f- say. It feels like home. It's a home movie, not yeah. as in it's like a movie made for watching at home. But it's it's very comforting and it's very simple. But it delivers everything brilliantly and it's surprisingly beautiful. Um, it's just a very very good movie. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it's a it's a movie about a boy like um like someone realizing what they want to do and then following their dreams. And then yeah. if you start from that core, it branches out a bit, but it really doesn't go too far from that. And because of it, it's just such a strong story and narrative and the characters work in it. Mm-hmm. Um, And this kind of story has been told so many times, but because this coat of paint on it is so vibrant and so unique. It's just totally held the test of time because especially because of where it is like set location wise is fairly timeless because you can be like, all right, that town probably doesn't have like Internet connection or something because they're way out there or something like that, you know? 
Trick to make your movie timeless. Film it in poor areas. Yeah, dude. That's what we're gonna. That's why. Um, you know. Uh, I. That's robot. why our production studio is set. Um, in a field. <laughs> it's set in Kenya. God, it's hot here. <laughs> the Beatles are the size of my foot. I thought you meant like John Lennon. <laughs> oh my god! Just a tiny little John Lennon. I'm in Kenya, and I found tiny John Lennon out here. What is he doing? Going? How did he get all the way out here? Help me! This is where I was. This is where I was hiding. I've been lost for so long. <laughs> my little legs can't walk very fast. Ringo, put me here. And then you just hear like, and it like, <laughs> um, but yeah. I, so for, for us from both of us, Nacho Libre, just a really solid movie to put on. Uh, yeah. You can watch with the family and watch with like younger kids and everything. And I think it'll just work for everybody. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, finishing with that, um, what do you have for news? Uh, I have some few things for news, but do you have any little news for us, Nick? Any announcement? No. Nothing about any occupational changes? No, because I might quit soon. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll cut. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that in. Please leave that in. <laughs> no, because Ash listens to it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, um, anyway, yeah. yeah so, uh, uh, I'll uh, say it again. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. Anyway, going to your news thingy. Yeah. The biggest news that's probably happening right now is two things. One, Dune has been delayed. It's not going to release until about March 2024. That's Woo! the bad. News. <laughs> That's the bad news, but it comes oh. with good news. Oh no. Because shut up. Um <laughs> because that spot is now completely vacant for what was going to be uh IMAX and was going to be a large full release. Uh in its place, uh Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Martin Scorsese's next film, is going from having a limited release on I think October 13th to having a full wide world release uh on IMAX and every other type of theater. Um, on October 20th when Dune was supposed to be. Uh, really huge news. I was really excited to watch it. I'm glad I get to see it on a larger screen, and it's it looks like it's going to be really good. Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Brendan Fraser. It has a very good cast to it, and obviously it's with Martin Scorsese. There's a news I think I you are probably going to like. Um, Pretty soon, we're going to have shows like Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and other um, Disney Plus shows start releasing not only on Blu-ray, but also 4K DVD. Ooh. Um, I do th- like that. Yeah. I, Nick is a big fan of just like uh, physical releases in general. I love digital media. I love plastic. <laughs> this, this is just really good because getting... Uh, getting streaming original shows just in any sort of physical media allows it to be preserved better, especially mm-hmm. with uh, Nick's little tragedy that happened with close enough. Oh, it's so sad. Close enough for those of you who don't know is the sequel to regular show by um, like the same guy who made it on cartoon network and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was an HBO max exclusive. And in the months leading up to HBO max transitioning into max, um they had been dropping um a lot of shows and movies and stuff off their service just to get around royalties stop paying them Mm -hmm. um and one of the shows they cocked off was close enough that sequel 
and it was a good show. People enjoyed it. There were two seasons. Season three was in the works, and then they dropped it. And since it was an HBO Max original, it didn't really go anywhere. Like you never really watched it anywhere. And I don't. I mean, I'm not sure if it did. Is it on like Amazon or something now? I don't even know. Uh, um, I. I don't think it's on Amazon. Like, I could check if it is. That I would mean, be where it went. I don't know. Either way. But um, the, the point is, like, if any movie and show like that can be taken away immediately and with how big streaming has gotten, especially in the last few years mm-hmm. with all these direct to streaming movies and shows, those things can't be preserved properly without physical media because at any moment that company can go under and then they can no longer license these and have their servers up, and then those mm-hmm. movies are just gone. Yep. You can't do anything about it. Even if that service has something where you can download it, it's downloaded on their servers in like stream to your computer. You you have it downloaded to your PC a lot of the time. Yeah. And if you do, it's a proprietary file that only their software can open. So doing this allows you to, even then, you can get the disk and then burn it into your computer if you want to keep it digitally, but you always have a physical copy you can go back to or you can keep renewing that digital media yourself yeah. to just preserve it. But it's really important overall because if we leave physical media, it's really easy to lose things. I mean, we, we all lose shit in our phones or whatever, our camera yeah. roll. And just imagine that for every fucking film ever made, mm-hmm. con- even considering the hundreds and thousands being pumped like onto the internet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a statistic I read earlier about how we lost uh, 90% of all uh, silent films. Wow, really? Like Gone Gone? Yeah, I mean, they were very disposable back then. Some places were even told after you're done with it. Well, places in Alaska were told, hey, it's way too much effort for you to just send us the film back. And that was never preserved when it was sent back. So they were told to just bury it behind the theater whenever they were given the reels and they found a huge, like basically archeological dig of all that film where they could preserve stuff that they thought was gone. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But we've lost 90% of silent film. Um, and we've lost a lot of, uh, obviously talkies as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, digital media and just forms of archiving need to be done in every way possible. Even in like in recent cases, like toy story two, that movie, mm-hmm. when they were looking right. to move it from uh, theatrical to digital, I think. Um, this was when they were actually finishing the cut, I think. Or uh, maybe I don't remember. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. um, either way, in some step of distribution, that something happened, an error, and um, the movie was completely wiped from the servers at Pixar. No one had any copies of um, Toy Story two, and so the movie would have been completely lost. If, if this not for woman pregnant lady who had illegally pirated the movie from her work um, just had that copy because it was it was an illegal copy, but it was now the only and mm-hmm. now the official copy of Toy Story 2. Yeah. So if you ever watch Toy Story 2 on streaming or a DVD made after I'll say 2010, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a legally pirated illegally pirated version of a legal movie that a woman got at work now nick it sounds like you're trying to justify piracy here hey (laughs) i don't have scurvy (laughs) but listen no piracy is bad um 
especially with just you know how easy it is on the internet with just going <laughs> online typing in you know like download free movies now <laughs> and just with how many like abundant sites and ad blockers you can do to protect yourself um, while you're doing so yeah. it's just really scary it's even horrible. with things like legend of zelda tears of the kingdom um with such easy emulators to get um <laughs> such as Ryujinx. Um, yeah. it's, it's just crazy. Things like that scary out there, really, it, for the businessman. You just can't lose that bottom dollar. It's absolutely scary how easy it is to download a VPN. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, just an insane world with that. Um, in, in all seriousness, pir- pir- piracy can um, obviously harm the industry in really huge ways, but it does and your computer. realistically um, just have a part in uh, preservation. Mm-hmm. Especially like even for games and stuff like that. Oh yeah, especially for Nintendo games. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> do you have any other news besides that? Or kind of went on tangent. Guess what's happening in Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Oh what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'd like to take that as that's your response. There are people <laughs> shouting Brooklyn in the sheets streets of Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, a McDonald's in Brooklyn is being designed to uh, resemble its original uh, structure in 1982 as promotion for Loki. And they're, they're doing a big as featured in segment for uh, McDonald's right now just to say, hey, we're doing like an official deal with Loki. But here are also all the other movies that McDonald's has been featured in. Weirdly enough, they didn't add Pulp Fiction to that list. Yeah, I saw that. What? How what stupid. Fuck? I don't know. I guess Le Big Mac. Friendly. Yeah, but they added Devil's a part timer. That's Whatever. not family friendly either. Um, they didn't even make their own sauce for it. They just repackaged the sweet and spicy one uh, for Loki. Stupid. Um, yeah, it is. It's really stupid. So stupid. I'm boycotting food. <laughs> That's right, America. No more. <laughs> well, you might not want to boycott yet. Because this, uh, the the price of this meal that they're serving at um, the 1980s McDonald's will have 1980s price. It's going to be two dollars and fifty four cents to get a large drink, large fries, and a Big Mac. All right, America, I'm back. <laughs> this time with an appetite. That's actually, that's really cool. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty I don't good know marketing. How that's work. They're definitely going to run out of food really fast because someone's going to be like give me 80 they're probably i mean it's in brooklyn they already probably have a huge um yeah they, I back supply for it, and since they're really doing cool. it at this one location i imagine we should do that now. but with like all of the fast food places and restaurants and stores <laughs> ever at once. and then if we all just do it at once we'll all be on the same page and so we don't have to do that anymore. you know you know how we like recently had a national movie day where uh it was four dollars for a ticket I did. Can we uh can we do that with like National Food Day where all, every burger is like a dollar? See, I do that every day where I just steal. <laughs> oh, well, a check? No, thank you. What? Like they put the check down, but no, I'm okay. Oh, well, I don't usually wait for the check to come to me when I'm eating at like a water burger. Oh, you just like leave before. Well, they they make you pay before you get the food. I just I just keep walking around a table. We play Rosie <laughs> for like five minutes, like a Scooby Doo, until the yeah. food gets out, and then I gotta get to it before they can. Uh, 
There, there's, I guess, one other piece of news. This is a little big, but it's hard to think about because this was old news that just got an update. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear about the uh, the lawsuit against the movie yesterday? I don't, but oh, I did hear. What about the blind side? We got to talk about after this, but yeah. Go oh, on. yeah. The blind side. Um, mm-hmm. OK, yeah. Uh, so the trailer for yesterday, which was that movie about the guy who was in a world where everybody forgot the Beatles. Mm. It's not good. I've seen it. Um, uh, in the trailer, they showed an actress Anna a Armas. She's known for being in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, she appeared in the trailer. She never appeared in the movie. So two guys sued them saying, Hey, we went to see that chick and she wasn't in it. That was false advertising. That lawsuit was going on for years. Um, and then uh, the judge just dismissed it, saying, y'all are stupid. Just go back to doing your job. Man, I think that's a fair Honest. case. I think I it's think, yeah, that is, that's a completely fair case. I saw this and I went, "Ooh, I love her. I'll go see her in the movie. And if and she's not she not the product the at all, that is a that is a lie. Mm hmm. It's pretty lame. It might get reintroduced, uh, but we'll have to see. Blindside, though. Um, yeah. Do, do you remember much of this story? Um. So I, I don't remember the details details mm-hmm. about the actual movie and the real story it's based on. But basically, what it is is um, there's this like there's this black kid who's an orphan, and I think and he's really good at football and he plays a lot and these two people basically adopt like this almost adult and it's kind of odd and they help him like whatever play more football and get really good and he gets into the nfl um and whatever really heartwarming story i don't remember all the details but it's good you should go watch the movie but the (laughs) family portrayed in the movie and i I think they might have even played themselves actually i'm not really sure yeah um we're just in it for the money. Um, a lot of stuff has come out recently that when that movie did come out, I think it's about 2007, 2009, um, the, uh, the black guy, whatever, I forget his name, the black football player guy that's in the movie, the main character, mm-hmm. got very little to almost no money from the movie and all the promotional stuff that happened. He and was I also, think there was a book. Yeah. Like, there, there was a lot and he got he didn't see any of it and the parents just took all that money and there's a lot of stuff and even some conversations i think that have been unearthed that just shows that it's just kind of been that from the start and how they acted and what some other people have mm-hmm. said about them um that they've just been it for the money the whole time yeah. and they saw this person with a gift for football and a talent and they just completely took advantage of that mm-hmm. and so now i believe there is I, i'm not sure if there's a lawsuit moving now or if they're going towards one to a lawsuit but just to get him the money that he's owed because that's Mm -hmm. horrible (laughs) that's really more importantly they uh were granted ownership of him Mm -hmm. in a way that was uh portrayed to be just another form of adoption but you've seen this sort of uh ownership before it's basically saying that this person isn't uh right in the head they don't have uh real agency over themselves so this parent uh, britney it is what happened to Britney. That was the real kicker. It was just the idea that this guy just had no ownership over his own ability. Yeah, um, he like he didn't even own his his likeness. I think no, like they owned his name and all that and everything, just because it was such a 
it was such a media like crazed story and it went everywhere mm-hmm. um they, they just owned his whole life and i can't imagine like how hard feeling that is because i'm sure they had a thing where it's like hey if you like say anything about like how raw this deal is we won't give you any money at all yeah it's full like something power like over him yeah um which is really horrible but you should definitely if you're going to illegally download that movie illegally download that movie but i didn't tell you to um <laughs> dave yeah. michael told you Dave Michael at gmail.com 925-382-5964. That's 925-382-5964. Well, guys, I have one last announcement. <laughs> uh, if anybody's in Austin, uh, if you go to the ATX showcase on 9-11, uh, a, a short film of mine will be playing um, for the September selection. Uh, I'm Frogger, or I worked on Frogger. If you want to see it, if not, You're that's fine. Uh, You're him. Yeah, I'm. Can I get an autograph? I am Frogger. <laughs> Dude, say it online. Rip it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's him. Um. Uh, besides that, uh, that's that's been pretty much it. This might end up being our longest episode. Yeah, this would definitely be a little bit of a long one. But, it's uh, definitely because we'll I tried to see Jack Black's penis. Hey, man, you know, we all make mistakes in the heat of passion. Jimbo. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been Wham. You've been whammed. And uh, we see you guys next time. Nacho! Nacho!